Uh, well, it was wild, like, you know. I don't know how many thousand people were, <laughs> were here. I'd say every one of them thought it was wild except the umpire. But anyway, sure, look, that's what happens when you, you know, when you weigh grounds, you don't tend to get breaks. Subscribe to the OTBGAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. Now, you're very welcome back uh, to the show. Uh, we're going to speak to Mike Carlson, NFL analyst and regular voice on the show in just a couple of minutes. And that's because Tom Brady has finally retired and for real this time. So he says it was a slightly less dramatic announcement this morning on his social media channels. Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured I'd just press record and let you guys know first. So I uh, won't be long-winded. Like you only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year. So uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me, my family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors. I could go on forever. There's too many. Um, Thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. Love you all. Delighted to say Mike Carlson is on the line. Mike, uh, still getting emotional at the end there. Uh, it's kind of weird doing this piece in that we've already had these chats about like 12 months ago. <laughs> <laughs> and it's sort of, you know, I suppose the natural question like for something like Tom Brady is like, you know, where he ranks at the Pantheon. But I suppose like seven Super Bowls as a quarterback and again, the fact that we've had all these conversations already and playing till he's 45, everything about him. I suppose where, I suppose there is a more legitimate question in where he ranks in... I suppose, the general American pantheon, even outside of just football or even outside of just sports. How big a deal is Tom Brady? That's an interesting question because um, I'm not sure if outside outside of football, and, and I think last year we probably had this discussion, or I had this discussion on OTB at some point, you know, and, and Brady is to me quite evidently now the, the greatest quarterback of all time. Um but he and the Patriots and Bill Belichick have never been the apple of the American public's eye. Mm. Um, there are people, football analysts or statisticians, you know, who are obsessed with proving that Brady was the luckiest of all time, as opposed to the greatest of all time. You know, and <laughs> anyone who understands <laughs> locker probabilities or whatever knows that you know seven super bowls in that career is is mm. not a is not a question of luck um but there's also you know the the um scandals quote unquote of of the Belichick patriot years and brady and deflate gate quote unquote which i always called ball gazzy at the <laughs> time because i i thought it was so so flimsy but there's they they still hang in that and and i think there's two there's there's a sense of um, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't call it envy particularly, but but everything seems to have come too easy to Brady. Um, you know, he, yeah. he's almost too perfect in that sense, which I think is why people jumped all over the chance to kind of bring him down to size. You know, if, if we had a tabloid press in America the way we have in London, they would they would have done that, you know, 10, 10 years ago yeah. um, with great glee. But um you know, so I, so I think it's a kind of mixed legacy there, but certainly, um, 
you know, we'll see what happens when he moves on to his next era as as a commentator, probably mm. because he's got the contract in his pocket already. Um, you know exactly how much he's loved by the American people, and I think you also have to go back. Football players don't have that universal kind of um, idolization that say basketball yeah. players had in the 80s and 90s and baseball players had for decades up until the 60s you know and i'm not sure why i mean there's a long book to be written about the way american football became america's number one sport in in the 60s but you know maybe joe montana um but but even joe montana never uh was never a michael jordan type character uh, um, he was never a Babe Ruth type character, or uh, even a Willie Mays type character. Um, if end of true of Tom Brady in that sense. Yeah, absolutely. And we might get to his future as a commentator in just a couple of minutes, Mike. But um, it's funny you're mentioning there that maybe he wasn't. It was always a little bit too perfect, and he had the the Patriots were always the villain in some ways. I wonder is him having the big retirement coming back. And then it not going great this year, and then kind of almost a simple announcement today. Is that something that will almost make him more endearing in his legacy? Is that people will have seen him, <laughs> even though they still made the playoffs? And like, I mean, it's not as if it was a complete and utter disaster this year. But it wasn't. It wasn't a year worth tagging on to his unbelievable yeah. career. I mean, one of the things that I said was I w- I was amazed that he didn't retire after winning the Super Bowl in Tampa. Yeah. It, to, to me, that would have been the perfect end, end of a career. Um, and But I said at the time, I understand he's highly competitive. He wants to play. But think about what that extra year cost him. You know, I don't know. Um, and, you know, half of the football pundits out there are more gossip columnists than, than football pundits talking about everything except the sport, which they don't really understand. Um, but I, I don't know what the state of his marriage was before he ended that retirement, <laughs> you know, but certainly you can attribute that as the major factor in the divorce. Um, you, you could argue that that ending the retirement uh, last last or la- last year's retirement probably cost Byron Leftwich the head coaching job in Jacksonville. Um, it certainly cost Bruce Arians the head coaching job in Tampa. Um, you can make all kinds of of what if scenarios had Brady retired at the time. And I think had he kept to his, had he kept to his original retirement, again, it would have been sort of on a high note. Yeah, they didn't get back to the Super Bowl, but they had a good season, Um, you know, and, and you can't expect to be there every year. This year's season was not very satisfying in any way, Um, you know, and you can make a lot of excuses, but you know, there was no Brady magic in this season. Um, mm. it, it would have been, it, it, he was beyond that. You know, maybe Tom Brady at 27 might have pulled more out of that team, but not Tom Brady at 45. Not that he wasn't, you know, throwing the ball um effectively so i i think it, i think that this announcement is exactly the same as this as the past season it's a damp squid mm. squid yeah a damp squid <laughs> sorry <laughs> a damp squid i like that um but um you know and how, how it affects i'm not sure does he gather sympathy for that or do people just say there's a guy who hung around a, a little year bit too long, long yeah. like, like so many other and there's an old 
saying, which I think Belichick believes, and I think I may even heard him quoted it, but it was Branch Rickey, who was a baseball general manager, who said it's better to get rid of a guy a year too early than get rid of a guy a year too late. Yeah, Belichick certainly done that a few times over the years. Yeah, for sure. Um, But it's funny, like even listening to him there, like why did he stay on? What was there to win? And you know, by the way, he's getting emotional at the end. It's like, I think he just doesn't know what to do outside of playing. That, that's that's playing amateur psychologist, Mike, and you don't want to do that. But at the same time, with with Brady, you've seen you've seen him so long. He just he's obsessed with the game, and you do like we'll talk about Fox and and what he's going to do next. But you know, I just get the impression more than almost any athlete that I can remember that he's just going to miss. He doesn't know, know what to do without it. You know, I think that's a really good point. Um, and and you know, I always thought it was kind of strange last year when he was talking about. Uh, the, the 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 divorce and he kept saying i love the game i love my teammates uh, but he never kind of said i love my life. <laughs> <laughs> you know i love and and you know i think he did say i love my children or something but but you know it just seemed to me that that his focus has been so uh, monomaniacal is probably too strong a word, but so in, in, intense on the game itself and on winning you know and on doing what it takes to to prove that you're a winner and and his career was driven, I mean, not just at the pro level, but also at the college level by not, you know, by not getting recognition, you know, by having to fight for everything that he got, starting job, whatever. Uh, and I think that, that motivation probably was still there. And I doubt that anything else brings him enough satisfaction, you know, be if his company, the, the TB12 is successful, if he becomes a successful announcer, you know, that's not the same thing as as being proven the greatest winner, basically, in in the history in the history of the sport. Yeah, the announcer thing is interesting, right? So he signed a ten year deal, like for huge money, like nearly forty million dollars a year with Fox last year. It was obviously put off until his retirement, but <laughs> it, it it still stands. And you know, he could be calling the Super Bowl next week. I think because it's obviously uh, it's Fox's turn around. They've got Greg Olson yeah. in there instead of him now, who's actually doing a good job, but. You know, this this was probably what they wanted was Tom Brady on in, in his first year doing the Super Bowl. So if he goes yeah. back to that, if that if that stands, like I suppose there's two questions. One is like, is the announcer Tom Brady something you're looking forward to? And then I suppose secondly, I was talking to Arthur outside about this earlier, and it's like, does it lower him in some way to be doing you know random Carolina yeah. versus Green Bay games in the middle of yeah. December when it's like you wouldn't Tiger Woods wouldn't do it Michael Jordan wouldn't do it even Peyton Manning is doing it in a weird way where he's basically hosting a chat show with his brother during the game as opposed to just like being the voice of football like Tony Romo it feels like it's it should be below someone of Brady's stature yeah it should be someone like me in there you know? <laughs> yeah it's, it's a job well, we it's take a job that. anyone anyone can do you know if if you can you can talk well enough and and in a strange way he's he's um it, you, my my suspicion is that you're you're going to get a fairly anodyne um kind of comment uh, uh anal- analysis color commentary uh from him but i i you know i, I probably would have said the same about Peyton. um mm. and you know i think if I were Fox, which I'm not, um, although I did offer once to work for them and change my name to Mike Cosell because all the other guys were sons of announcers, so why couldn't they pretend I was as well? <laughs> um, and um, I, I would put him on the the pregame show with Gronk 
um, you know, because they brought Gronk into the. I don't know if you've if you've seen it because you. I watched the games on Game Pass, so I I I did see it, and they literally have seven guys standing in a semicircle, uh, basically all have about seven seconds yeah. each to, to to say something. So you, it's like whoever says it the loudest does it, but they all say the same thing, um, and and they, I think a word what was yips. Yeah. Last week, the key word, everybody had to say that the kicker had the yips. Um, but Gronk is really funny. And I know he and, you know, I get the sense that his looseness and all plays off against Brady's straight-laced uh, kind of all-American boy. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if rather than stick him in the booth with Greg Olson and run the risk that it doesn't mesh and the, the mm. combo doesn't mesh, if they if they stuck him there for the Super Bowl and um, probably got some pretty good value out of him, and then they've got time to do tests and all the other stuff they do to figure out where he where he fits in. He could take Sean uh, Payton's place since Payton's now the coach of the uh, um, Broncos. And and in the NFL, everybody wants everyone to you know, start working yesterday um, so that they don't lose something to some other team whose coach is actually only doing the normal nine to five. I, um, yeah. I, I, you know, I, the one thing I know I think, or I think is that Brady's probably not going to want to go out and play golf seven days a week. Um, yeah. You know, and not like Michael Jordan, who at least that was a career for him because <laughs> the bets were so high that he could, when he was good, he could make a he could make a lot of money at, at it. You know, but but um, you know, he's producing. He's got a company that was producing some stuff. Um, he's got a YouTube channel. He's got the the Tom Brady TV twelve company. So you know, there's more or less stuff that he could do. Um, I'm waiting for him to like guest star on the Manning the Manning brothers podcast. That would, oh, I think yeah. that would be a lot of fun as well. And that's, to me, that's the thing. I'd love to see Tom Brady having fun with what he's doing. You, you remember when he was like being carried off drunkenly off the Super Bowl party boat in Tampa. Um, and you just got the sense. Well, yeah, that was amazing. Just yeah. Like, yeah. He's just like us, you know. Because he hasn't had to go out and have a big time, you know, and and enjoy himself. And I'd love, I'd love to see that because he really is all business when it comes to to football. You know, it like I said, it it's an obsession. Winning is an obsession, and like Bill uh, Belichick, you know, you all you see is the obsess the obsessive part. It would be nice to see a, a kind of public happy, relaxed Tom Brady. You know, and and um, you know maybe jo- Giselle would get jealous and come back. I don't know. You know, poor Giselle caught in the middle. Poor uh... Giselle, yeah. And here I am sitting alone on a on a Wednesday night talking on OTB. <laughs> uh, Mike, you mentioned the Super Bowl there. It's Eagles Chiefs a week and a half away. We'll talk about it beforehand. Just on the conference, uh, we've only got a couple of minutes here, but just on the the the, the conference championship games, like we had the sort of uh, Mahomes on one leg, sort of answering the challenge of the pretender Joe Burrow, and that was incredibly good game and incredibly interesting. But given we're so tight on time, the Eagles 49ers game, where 49ers lost their quarterback, who's already their third string quarterback, a guy comes in, Josh Johnson, who's been on like 150 yeah. teams in five year, yeah. in 15 years, he gets concussed. Then they go, they have to bring back in Purdy, who's not able to throw the ball. Right. Have you ever seen a far, as farcical a situation in such a high-profile game, in such an important game? Because that was a game the 49ers could have won. Their defense was dominating. Oh, yeah. 
yeah, uh, and you know, and and the officiating didn't didn't do it any any flat didn't give it any flattery as well. I, I thought it was a really badly official weekend, um, which is becoming a more and more common complaint. I saw a game when I was a kid where the Baltimore Colts were in the conference championship. I believe it was called the division then because there were only two, and uh, Johnny Unitas was hurt and the backup was hurt and a guy called Tom Matty who was a halfback. Um, who played quarterback at Ohio State? He he quarterbacked the whole game. He'd thrown about fifty passes under Woody Hayes at Ohio State in his you know three years as a quarterback, and he only threw about seven in this game. But that was the closest I could see. But they prepared for that. You know, they they hadn't prepared for losing Purdy um, and having to play Johnson. They certainly weren't prepared not not to have either either of them. And this is why the the Brady announcement surprised me a bit because. We were looking at, you know, oh, will Brady go to the Raiders where where Josh McDaniels is? Um, do, do he and Sean Payton, you know, who Miami got fined and, and had a draft pick taken away because they were tampering with the two of them to come to Miami together? Will they wait a year and then and then get together? You know, I think Rex Ryan said he thought that Brady and Payton would take over in Washington once the NFL got rid of Dan Snyder. And then this game happened. And my first thought on Monday was, well, if Purdy's not going to be ready until training camp, you know, till the exhibition games, probably, then maybe Brady could go to San Francisco and, you know, he could be for a year even. And while Purdy and or Trey Lance became the quarterback, mm. but that all is out the window now. Um, I think I think the interesting thing is that we didn't really see how healthy Jalen Hurts is either whether that his passing yeah. was a bit erratic in that game. So whether the shoulder is still actually bothering him, he and Mahomes each have two weeks to, you know, get more healthy. So I really think, you know, you, you kind of have to just put the injury situation aside and look at the game as let's assume that both of them are basically a hundred percent or close to it yeah. in this game. And it makes the game even more fascinating. Yeah. Loads to talk about before the Super Bowl. First time it's been two black quarterbacks, both of their injury situations, et cetera. We'll get, <laughs> Yeah, I, that takes me back to when Doug Williams was quarterbacking Tampa, and a reporter literally asked him, "How long have you been a black quarterback?" <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> this is what I mean about NFL pundits. Yeah, yeah, the best of the best, the cream of the crop. Uh, Mike, thanks so much for uh, helping us. Um, uh, always uh, a pleasure. Talk about Tom Brady tonight. We'll talk to you before the Super Bowl, I'm sure. Yeah, thanks, mate.